I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Okay, hello and welcome to this very special UK film review filmmaker interview with Sean Cranston. Hi, Sean. How are you? What's up? <laughs> uh, where do we find you today? Whereabouts are you? I'm in up. Oh, I'm in upstate New York. Um, it's a beautiful day here. Perfect. I mean, Southeast London is sunny, so that's not bad for us. But, yeah. Um, and how are the situation with uh, COVID and things? Uh, is cinemas open where you are or not? Uh, <clears throat> movie theaters, I believe, are just open to full capacity now. Um, I have not been to one yet. Uh, also, a lot of like live bands and live music, all that stuff starting to kind of come back out again. Uh, again, I haven't really been to anything like that. Although when I was in Boston a few weeks ago, I saw this guy playing saxophone by himself. Uh, and, and people were just swarming around him and, you know, he wasn't playing any originals. He was playing covers, but like people were so happy to just watch someone play music outside. It was such a cool thing to watch. Absolutely. I think the world is dying to get back to some normality and, you know, the little bits of art and performance that were allowed to be you know, beautifully received. We're on the cusp of, uh, going back to cinemas here, uh, Monday, Monday, the cinemas are going to be reopening um but that's not what we're here to talk about we are here to talk about your films john we're here to talk about your films um so yeah. we review if you want to if, if if that's okay with you i mean that's the way you want to talk about it. um <laughs> we reviewed redville uh last year i think or, or maybe earlier this year um which is mm -hmm. a feature length and our writer really liked it i've watched it myself and it's very very enjoyable and so the film was written Thank by Scott, Scott Thompson, and he, he's in the film. But how did you come to be part of this project and the director? Great question. 
Uh, Redville is a very special movie to me because it's the first film that I was ever asked to direct. Uh, normally, I would always write stuff and I would direct it and produce it and act in it even if necessary. But uh, with Redville, this was a very full circle collaboration kind of a film where uh, Scott was the writer and he's the singer in the band Deadlift, which they um, I'm like, they're, I'm their drummer. So uh, <clears throat> he had kind of come to me with the idea at one of our band practices and uh we, we talked about it for probably a good year before anything went into motion. Um, and so it was cool to just have uh, my job laid out for me. It was like, you're directing, and then we have this whole other bunch of people who are going to do their jobs. And uh, that was very cool for me to do that. Yeah, because looking at your, um, your list of films, you often are writer, director, or, or you're involved in some other way. How was that experience then, being just the director on this one? It was very freeing. I mean, um, you know, when you when you have so many things to do on your to do list, it's it really like, you know, it causes panic attacks, anxiety. It causes all that stuff, and I think any filmmaker could relate to that. But um, to just be like, okay, here's my story. Can you help me make it? So it was a beautiful experience for me because I, I really just got to like sit back and just focus on uh, helping somebody make their story come to life. And it was like, that's your job. That's all you have to do. And and that was a lot of fun. It really was. I recommend if anybody gets a chance to direct someone else's work, you find a lot more joy in helping someone. And also you, you find and you learn things about yourself, too. So any collaboration is good. Oh, and I think that really comes across in the film. Um, one of the things I noticed was an attention to detail that sometimes you don't get if maybe you're the solo filmmaker, maybe you're the one trying to um, push everything, like you say, spinning all the plates. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want, is this, I mean, are we okay with spoilers? Um, it's not a massive spoiler, but I just... Yeah, uh, yeah go for it. <laughs> just one scene. I mean, it's not a massive spoiler, but there's a scene at the funeral where you were kind of undercutting um, some some other scenes that had happened and this, the, the, the visuals were becoming kind of blurred. And it was a really nice touch, something that just was a, something that a director would have gone, this is how I want to present that scene. Yeah. Um, and it really worked. It was so moving. It was like, that's actually really created such a, a memorable piece of uh, filmmaking for me. And... I think that that kind of was really evident in the film that you had other people working on it. Like, cause obviously Scott is in the film and he's the writer. Um, so I think having maybe your direction really helped. And is that something Scott was aware of that he wanted to give you the reins a bit? Yes. So, I mean, everybody in deadlift, um, they all kind of it's Scott's movie, but Scott, you know, um, had opened the doors for everyone in the band to kind of pitch in ideas. So although I did take the reins in directing, I, I won't take the entire credit for how the film looks because the whole band really had many, many discussions on what it should look like, uh, what lines should change. And then another uh, key member is my good friend, Jim Powers, who did the editing. Um, 
And normally he does cinematography for a lot of other films I make as well. But uh, Jim and I have been collaborating since uh, we were in kindergarten. And so I'm really lucky to have a friend like him in my life who understands uh, the filmmaking process and, and, you know, that eye for detail. And he helped bring a lot of that in the editing. Fantastic. And a fairly um, low budget, right? Six grand, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how was that? Well, uh, it, it was tight, but here's what I'll say. Um, this is something that was kind of drilled into my head throughout my time in this business is that uh, the idea comes first, the money should come second. And unfortunately, with Hollywood, uh, watch any movie on the shelf these days and the money always comes first and the story drags, you know, and <clears throat> it's almost like hard for me to watch movies now because the formulas are so in your face and almost like you can't not that that fourth wall is kind of gone now, you know, which is it's sad. But um, so with with Redville, it was more about putting the money into the story and the idea and not so much about like, you know, how do we find this really large name actor to sell the whole film? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we did it independently. And so it's definitely going to come off as an indie feature. And I'm fine with that. You know, but um, yeah, that we, you know, the elements of the story were pretty basic. It was a small town and, you know, we didn't need explosions or, you know, blood and guts or anything like that. So we just tried to make do with what we had. I mean, there was one scene in particular that I got very distressed about. I'm not sure if you can see on my screen, but I've got a guitar there. And one of the characters smashes up a guitar. And I was yes. just like... No, I mean, there's, there's budget there, but also sacrilege. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if I but, could just, that was my guitar, and uh, it wasn't a workable guitar. I took it to all these different repair shops, and they, they would look at it, and they're like, well, the neck's bent, and, you know, the body's unrepairable. And so I was just like, all right, smash it. <laughs> That's okay. I think that's okay. <laughs> You're saying it was dead already. That's fine. I got, um, I got, yeah, I got a couple other guitars in its place. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what uh, has the reaction been like to Redfield then? In terms, obviously, we loved it, but um, about festivals and audiences, how's that been? Yeah, I just, I just, again, I want to say thank you for watching and supporting the film. It really does mean a lot, especially because when you make it here in New York, you're not really expecting that anyone in the UK is going to see it, you know, let alone anywhere in the world. It, but so it's, it's um, on behalf of deadlift productions, definitely a big thank you from all of us. Cause we, we appreciate that people enjoy it. Um, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone else like it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Uh, we recently just released the film on trauma entertainment and Trauma, you know, really big Toxic Avenger and, and, you know, lots of really crazy campy horror stuff. But they were nice enough to come through and choose Redville to be on their roster. And we thought that was very cool. And uh, so it's on there now on Trauma Now. You can you can watch it. And it, it's been cool. We've got a lot of reviews and uh, other, we did other interviews and, you know, for the most part, it's been a positive response for making an indie film that, you know, didn't see really the light of day because of the pandemic. Mm. Very, very cool response. Because that must have been hard, right? You released it last year and you've got this, all oh, the cinemas closed. Um, yeah. 
that so did it screen at any cinemas at all or is it all completely online yeah no we did it on this website called binge wave and uh i don't think i'll ever collaborate with them again just you know not to um downplay anything but just like at the time when we were doing that you know there was no communication and we were trying really hard to uh, put a lot of money into the promotion and also uh the election season was going on when we were trying to premiere the movie so social media wouldn't take our money in promoting it because it was all centered around like political campaigns and so they thought that that was like us trying to like you know affect the u.s presidency but i'm like you know we're we're podunk filmmakers from new york we're not gonna like <laughs> yeah so like we, we we got hit from a few different angles of people who are hurting us more than helping us um but uh you know for all that stuff being dropped on us we still uh pulled in five days worth of views uh, i think we had like a thousand to two thousand views or something like that it was pretty crazy and then and then now all the views that we've gotten from trauma and stuff is just hopefully uh it's getting its 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 uh its share of views oh good i'm glad i think it it needs it um before we move on to some of the other films i just wanted to say obviously i've seen the film um and i can highly recommend it as this excellently paced thriller it's got a really nice pacing to it um really clever story i love the way that it jumped i thought that was quite bold especially on the budget you guys were doing to then have a cast of mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Younger versions. <laughs> like, you know, you could have easily not done that. But I think it added to the, uh, the depth of the film that the relationships were spread over so many decades um, rather than you could have easily just gone straight in at like, you know, the, the dining room table scene where they're all having the drinks, you could have got to there and pretty much almost carried on from there. So yeah, it's, it's ambitious and I think people should seek it out. Um, we'll give people a link on Troma, but I'm not sure if UK, um, audiences better see it. Sometimes there's region issues, but we'll, we'll certainly do our best to, to share it with our network. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. If if, uh, if not there, I know that um, we are in the works of trying to get it on Amazon Prime as well. Perfect, perfect. Um, so in the meantime, you made a short, uh, a short film called Holiday Spirit. What can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, well, the first and you know the first thing about Holiday Spirit was uh, uh, it was written by my good friend Bailey Victoria, who 
uh, has been in my life a long time. And just kind of recently, I discovered that she had this hidden talent of being able to create really cool horror concepts. And she's a big horror fan. And so I would talk with her a bunch. And she she told me this idea one time. And I, and I was like, Bailey, there's something to that. You know, and I, it was kind of just one of those, like, <clears throat> it was about a Christmas tree. And uh, how, like, they were, you know, taking off ornaments, and then this one ornament would just be, like, very evil, you know, and it would just sort of, like, make things, like, unsettling. But all the rest of the ornaments were very hallmarky and had these, like, beautiful, precious memories. So I was like, there's something to that. I've never seen a movie like that before, and I don't think anyone else has either. So I, I jumped at the opportunity to make it, and uh, I hope to make more things with her because she's a very fun person to uh, collab with. Well, I'm a massive Christmas film fan, so do send it my way. I want to check it sure, out. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that available anywhere, or is it um, still kind of wrapped up? Uh, no, it, it's um, you can find it on like Film Freeway. Uh, there's a there's a link to watch the video there. But as far as like it being on any major platforms like YouTube or anything, um, just not right now. It's still kind of circulating in festivals. Right. Um, just kind of seeing how it does there. But uh, Bailey and I are definitely in the works of, of trying to make some more stuff. She's she's a big part of my life. Fantastic. Well, we'll stay tuned for that. And then the latest film sees you again back in the writer's chair as well. So writer and director on The Full Moon Fathers. Um, so considering the pandemic, Sean, you've been very busy making films. A lot of people have just kind of given up for the year, right? But you've made, <laughs> made a few. Um, where did this film originate? What's the story? Where's this come from? Uh, yeah, as far as like keeping busy, you know, uh, a lot of people <clears throat> need money, you know, to, to make films. And, you know, I do too, but <clears throat> I sort of have always had this mentality that if you have people, you know, if you can like, order some pizzas and wings and, and, you know, sort of get people over to your house and, and, or wherever you want to go. Like you can make a movie anywhere, you know, it's really just about finding a passionate crew. So with the full moon fathers, <clears throat> this was kind of a film that I wrote, but I already had like a, a list of people in my head that I knew, like if I could get these people in the same room, this movie could happen. Um, so the wheels started for this movie a couple years ago. Um, I had finished this movie called Highlighters, and that's on Amazon Prime. And uh, right after I finished it, I, I guess I, you know, rethought about my story structure, how I, you know, wanted to come off as a filmmaker. I wasn't entirely proud of Highlighters, but um, it was a hard time. And so Full Moon Fathers kind of came from uh, just a couple years of, of a lot of um, studying movies and studying story structures and, and just studying a lot of stuff and, and sort of uh, um, having this cast in my head that I knew if I could get them together, it would happen. So ultimately, you know, we had to, we tried to shoot last year, the pandemic cut that down. And so now this year, everybody just called me and was like, you know, you remember that movie? Like, we still want to do it. And and that was all I needed to hear. And we weren't going to waste time looking for budgets and stuff like that. We were just like, let's just order pizza and wings and like have everyone <laughs> over and make a movie. Fantastic. And I can see 
um, Paul, I'm going to get his surname wrong, Paul Sacchetti or Sacchetti? Yep, Sacchetti, He's back. Yeah, he's um, Paulie's a great friend of mine. I've known him a long, long time and uh, his work on Redville really, you know, he kind of clawed his way up to the, the top of the list for this movie because he had put in so much dedication to the character in Redville that I was like, you know, this role is completely different. Uh, Joe Riley from Redville is also returning in this movie. Um, and so this this film is about a biker gang. It centers around a biker gang in 1979. They're on the run from the law and uh, they, they seek a uh, hideaway in the woods uh, to get away. And while they're there, they kind of discover that the woods, is, you know, is kind of uh, without spoiling it. It's soured by witchcraft in the 1600s. So they're kind of like, you know, running from the real world problems. And then they're in this like more uh, dark kind of an atmosphere. So this is going to be a period piece to an extent. And you've got the supernatural element coming in. And I've had a quick look, and it says the budget was <laughs> 10K. So, again, going shooting high, Sean. Yeah, we're going, going to try and you know, achieve magic with this one. I mean, I'm very intrigued to see what, what happens. <laughs> That's the idea, you know. It's a surprise. It's just as much as a surprise for me as it is for you. I mean, <laughs> we, we, a lot of the ideas when we're shooting uh, between Redville, Full Moon Fathers, Holiday Spirit, uh, any of these movies that I've done – you know, it comes from the heart of not just me, but the people working around me. A lot of times ideas are born that day just by getting people to the same place in the same location and ideas start flying. And, and uh, you know, as long as everyone is in good spirits and wants to be there, you're going to get the product you're looking for because, you know, there's... I won't say you should compromise any vision because I know a lot of people hate would hate for that to be that way. But like sometimes if you like can't achieve something, think there are ways to do it. You know, you just got to really think about it. And so that is definitely some advice I could put out there for other filmmakers is, is don't let money always dictate everything that happens in your story. If like something seems too expensive or you know, maybe you just don't have the right props or costumes or anything like that. Like, there's always a way to shoot around it or, um, you know, yeah, you get it. <laughs> I mean, you've taken off one of my questions. I was going to say what your, uh, what your um, advice for filmmakers would be. And I think that's perfect. It's really good to see that. And I think one of the things when I've been looking at your filmography has been that um, the sense of getting the movies made. That's the sort of difference between some filmmakers and others is just going and doing it even in a pandemic, no budget. Yeah. Like you're still seeing these films coming through. And uh, whereabouts are you with the film now in terms of what stage of production are you? Uh, Full Moon Fathers right now, uh, still in mid production We're we're shooting. Um, we're, I would say we're about 50% through shooting. Uh, we still have maybe two or three more full days. Um, which will probably be broken up into four or five days, like smaller days. But um, I, I don't know exactly how it'll be released. I haven't thought that far. I just, you know, one thing at a time, I wanted to worry more about making it, you know, before I got into the that stuff. Absolutely. I think yeah, very, very cautious of you, but also 
bold to be striding forward. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing what you do, Sean. Um, before we go, um, have you got a favourite film? Something you want to big up? Maybe a lesser known film? Hmm. Yeah, I, I have a lot of favorite films. Uh, you know, Jurassic Park, I have tattooed on my right shoulder. Um, that one was big for me. You know, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is a big one. Um, man, I could go on and on. Well, I think next time we're definitely going to see that tattoo. So next time, if you can just you know, be prepared, we want to see the Jurassic Park tattoo. That's oh, yeah, I can, I can totally do that. Oh, here we go. Hopefully you're still wearing trousers when you come back. Yes, 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 of course. There we go. Wow, fantastic. There it is. That <laughs> That's amazing. I, got that. I saw that movie when I was like four, five years old, and, uh, you know, it terrified me. I, I remember, like, my mom had told me that I was, like, kind of sitting in the movie theater just, like, you know, just eyes were glued to the movie screen and, and, and just fear, but it was like a good fear, you know, it was like, this is so intense that I can't believe I'm seeing this. Um, so I guess when I make films, I kind of strive to recreate that same feeling that I had of like watching a movie and really being, um, uh, being there, being present for it. It's really funny that you should say about that cinema experience because I had one of my earliest cinema experience was, in our town, there was two screens. There's a cinema, I just had two screens. And I was in some children's film. I went to the bathroom and I came back and I accidentally walked into the wrong screening. And it was, <laughs> it was Jurassic Park. And I was, it was the bit with the, the pterodactyl or the bit that shoot ink. And I was scarred for life, but I absolutely love the film now. I, I watched it when I was meant to watch it a bit oh, few yeah. years later. And yeah, what a piece of film. Absolutely extraordinary. Amazing. Um, so there we go. We've got you know, that in common as well as you know, a love of filmmaking. And I think, Sean, obviously, it's been an absolute blast having you here. Um, we'll send people to the right places. We'll try and get them to, onto Troma, Redville. Um, but obviously, keep us uh, informed of all the films you're making. You know, we want to see them and we'll review them for you. All right? Um, this has I been a that. film review production uh, interview with Sean Cranston. And we'll see you again next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.